This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. I am Chops. Craig WK. I'm a glitch. Oh, oh. And wait. <laughs> my conquest and evil plan has come to fruition today here's i seek my what am i i'm gathering my prize from beating craig wk blindfolded at smash brothers i'm the dead Eye knight and i'm here to make you all miserable what have you suffer. done to us craig i uh, you know i thought i had a chance guess craig why couldn't you beat him at a video game blindfolded I, it's not like the odds were stacked against you at all <laughs> i for the record in my head i was like okay so so the the audio of this game of smash brothers is is you know it's it's pretty distinct i feel like if i just go on audio cues and like the the sound of people talking about what's going on i think i might be able to do this i might be able to beat dead i blindfolded yeah and i uh, the there was no music because it was our live stream event, so like you know, we couldn't hear anything coming from the game. So I oh, had oh, you're blaming the setup for it. Gotcha. I had my good buddy. No, we're blaming Miggy. Player one, Miggy is beside me, and so I'm like, okay, Miggy, you're, you're like you, the 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 powers that be have granted you to me to help me with this. Like I, you need to be my eyes, and so he's just like, jump. <laughs> like what? Where? How? What direction? And then he's like, jump. <laughs> Repeating the word jump, and so I like just kept dying over and over again, and uh, I uh, got to eat my words. And so, uh, Deadite, this show is an honor to you, and you were a Ugh. true contender. We even had our own tournament battle later, and uh, my hat goes off to you because uh, I, 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 you know, I was too proud for my own good. Your hubris has <laughs> has led to your demise, hoisted by my own petard. And that has led to, um, you know, the, the, the prize for if if I won was that I was going to get to make you play and cover an awful game from my collection here on The Legend of Retro. And I have done just that here today. And you have a substantial awful collection. <laughs> I don't know if I own any good games, to be honest with you. <laughs> you I'm, got Borderlands. I have, I have a copy of Borderlands. I have a few, you know, outside of my uh, first party Nintendo games, most of the games I own are awful. Well, at least you gave us one that you can play. It wasn't like you like gave us a game that you're like, man, I played 10 minutes of this as a kid and I loved it. And then you come back, you're like, oh, the reason why I played 10 minutes is because you can only play 10 minutes of this game. <laughs> and that was a big thing. A lot, you know, we had a lot of, uh, you know, members of the GameZilla Media community and fans of Legend of Retro getting in my ear like Superman 64 or E.T. Like really, <laughs> like famously bad games. And I'm like, no, no, it has to be a bad game that I at least like because we have to sit here and talk about it and hopefully it'll be entertaining for everyone that listens. So I'm excited excited that I picked. Do I get to announce the name yeah, of the you game? Get to you know, they've read the description of the podcast. They know. <laughs> but we are talking about Nagano Olympics 1998 for the Nintendo 64. It Ugh. also came out for the PlayStation as well, but this game was released on January 29th in 1998. Yeah, so it's just a selection of of Olympic games that you get to play in, and you get to choose your country, and you you know play against the computer and your friends and stuff, because it's uh, for the Nintendo 64, it is four-player compatible. Yeah. Now... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so it's uh, 10 Olympic Games. Yep. And you get to choose between 16 uh, countries. Yeah, which, 
funny you should say that. There's like specific countries released only in specific areas of the world. Well, Did you know this? No, I didn't. <laughs> Did you do any research on it other than like what you play, remember? You know, I, I hopped on the Wikipedia page okay, for good. like a minute to make sure that a page existed for it so you guys could catch up. <laughs> oh, okay, but okay. I, I assume that I, you guys are going to bring the facts. I'm here for the color. Okay. I'm here for the experience okay. and the memories. Well, then we'll get the facts out of the way and then we can get right into the color. Yeah. How about that? So, uh, let's just go down the countries. Yeah, I have a list here. Okay. We have Australia. Yep. Austria. Yep. Canada. France, Germany, Great Britain, Italy, Japan, Norway, Russia, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, and of course the United States of America. And there's two countries that each version of the game has. Yes. These countries are not available in both versions. PlayStation 1 had China and South Korea, and the Nintendo 64 version had Finland and the Netherlands. Yeah, I don't understand why. It's interesting because I'm Finnish, so I always picked Finland. Right. I thought, <laughs> so if I would have had the PlayStation version, I'd be like, what's going on? Oh, why, no. why are my people it was, getting hosed? I thought that was just like a weird coincidence <laughs> that you got the only version that has Finland in yeah. it. So oh, uh, I, I did a little bit of research on the 1998 Olympics. I, I was kind of oh, interested. Oh, yeah, I got some interesting facts, too, about it. Uh, so the actual 1998 Winter Olympics started February 7th, of course, 98, featured not 16 countries, but 72 nations. Yep. Interesting. The game only came out like nine days before the Olympics started. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Because I, thought, cause I was like, In oh, America, this game yeah. came out in 98. I was like, when were the Olympics? And then, yeah, sure enough, it was early February. It was really close. In fact, uh, what I thought was kind of interesting is there is a set of countries that this was their very first Winter Olympics of all time. Azerbaijan, Kenya, Macedonia, Uruguay, and uh, Venezuela competed for their very first time in uh, the in a Winter Olympic competition. Hmm. And it was also the introduction into snowboarding as an official metal sport. Really? Yes. yes. It wasn't before. No, it was I, not. I distinctly oh, remember wow. that being a big deal. I mean, I guess that is a 90s thing to have happen. It's like, yeah. it's like we're added up to the Olympics. It's way more extreme. It's 90s. <laughs> it's snowboarding. Yeah. The Olympics have gone radical. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on that note, the guy who won the giant slalom... Um, for snowboarding? Uh, for snowboarding, there was controversy a- around him because yeah. a day after he won it, he was tested positive for marijuana. <laughs> and it was like a big controversy because of it being the new sport. It's a little different. It's marijuana. But it's not actually different. It's still riding on a, on a piece of wood well, down it, a hill. It, it is to us. <laughs> to us it is. Oh, okay. But to like the Olympic Committee, you know, where they hold their precious uh, hands around the Olympics... It's funny that there was like a lot of controversy around that when it's not like he was tested positive for steroids. Right, it was marijuana. Weed. If anything, yeah. that's not going to help you snowboard. You know, honestly, I imagine that's going to like kind of you know you're going to be a little bit more laid back, yeah. right? If you did testing for all the snowboarders on the Olympics and they didn't test positive for marijuana, I would have been questionable. Right, exactly. <laughs> Do you like, even snowboard? What are you, what are you hiding? <laughs> what are you hiding? So uh, the top ten uh, countries that like you know won the, their the medals. Number one was Germany, two, Norway, three, Russia, Canada, USA, Netherlands, Japan, Austria, South Korea, and Italy. Two of the nations in that top ten list weren't in both versions of the game. <laughs> in the top ten of Olympics. But this came out before. Yeah, it came out before. Oh, I know, and I'm well aware of that much, at least. Like, like That's a hindsight thing, but it's just funny that they didn't just, like, I mean... Just push the game back. Even like, you can tell me, like, I mean, all it is is just they slap a flag to the game. They program in a flag. They program in some colors for their outfit. Like, that's it, right? Like, there's not much else aside from that for the countries, right? We didn't want no commies in our game. Oh, here, wow, okay. wow. Shots fired. <laughs> Sorry to our Chinese audience, but I'm shooting straight about what things were like 21 years ago here in America. Oh, jeez. Uh, my only other Olympic fact is that. Tara Lipinski won the gold medal in women's figure skating over Michelle Kwan in this Olympics. Hmm. Whereas previously it was Michelle Kwan uh, kind of was the the whole uh, drama was uh, what was it the Nancy Kerrigan and um, oh uh, that thing that thing Tanya was there Harding, yeah. and Michelle Kwan was also really popular in there. Well, she won that year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I thought that was the only that was the only other noticeable thing I found really with the Olympics, but. This game has some some modes to it. You've got uh, championship mode. You've got uh, like you can choose individual events. Mm-hmm. I I 
I really want to know why you chose this game, Ethan. Or Dead Eye, I'm sorry. So, so you might ask yourself, how, do, how does a child come to own this video game? <laughs> how did I get here? <laughs> and, days go by. And, and, and the, the way I, I came to own this video game makes a ton of sense. It was a Christmas gift from my aunt. She went to Funko Land at the time, or it could have been early GameStop days, and was like, oh, the Olympics. Like, this is a good game to give my nephew. And that's what she got me that and like a couple other, you know, used games for Christmas that year. And I'm like, oh, the Olympics. Okay, we'll see how this is. Oh, I love Nagano this time of year, <laughs> my aunt. Thank you. And, you know, I, it's one of those things like we're talking about it here today because it's not a good game. But man, did I play this game a lot. I really liked it as a child. But even as a kid, I was like, man, this game kind of sucks. But here I am, like addicted to trying to get these medals. So uh, that's just, that's how it came to be with me. But I've always known since I was, it came out when I was 10. So let's say I got it when I was 10 or 11 years old. I've always known this game isn't good. And we'll talk about that as we talk about the individual events. But you know, like I said, I, I wanted to pick a game that wasn't Superman 64 or E.T., the games that, yes, I've played but don't have any actual experience with. Mm-hmm. I played this game a lot, and I know it's bad, but I still have a place in my heart for it. <laughs> so that's why I'm subjecting you guys to this. Did you play it by yourself, or did you play with other people? You like, did you, who would play this with me? <laughs> I don't know if you forced your sister uh, to or not. I, I'm sure I forced my little sister to do it. I'm sure I, I talked my older brother into doing it a couple of times. I'm sure I got a couple other kids in the neighborhood to do it a, a, every once in a while. I had a hard time getting my wife to play. She's like, this hurts my eyes and this isn't fun. <laughs> like that was as far as that conversation went. She tried just one of the skiing events and she's like, I uh, I guess I'm going to go to work. And she got up and left. <laughs> like, and she didn't have to work that day. <laughs> uh, she had she did have an appointment, but she, I, I think she went there early. Dad, I never saw his wife again. <laughs> yeah. She went out to get a pack oh, of smokes no. and some Pop-Tarts and never came home. <laughs> Uh, so we wanted to do a little bit of research, obviously. I, I went to our local game store because me, uh, Craig, uh, Craig and Chops and I were getting together a few days ago, and I was like, well, I'll get this game. So I picked it up, N64, came over to Chops' house, we played a little bit. Well, the important thing is how many uh, dollars did you pay for this game? It was three whole dollars. That's about right. I don't yeah, think, that sounds fair. I don't think we planned for how horrible this game was. <laughs> oh, no. You guys underestimated my, my choices. Honestly, uh, Dead Eye, when I... I when, when you know the like we because we we had asked you we we're like okay what kind of bad game are you choosing and so I'm sitting there sweating bullets I'm like what game is he gonna choose that I'm gonna have to talk about like this is gonna be such a train wreck and when you came back and you're like okay have a decision and I'm like okay I'm thinking in my head like Superman 64 ET something like that you know and you're like Nagano Winter Olympics 98 and I was like Naga, what? Wait, what? Like are you what is that? What even is that? And so I looked online and I'm like. An Olympics tie-in video game? <laughs> Officially sanctioned by the 1998 Olympics for Nintendo 64? What? What is this? And uh, I I watched uh, Glitch and, and Chops playing, uh, you know, because I'm I, I was sitting there kind of doing a little bit of research on the game and stuff, you know, looking up stuff on my phone. And I and I, I look over and I'm just like, I see the them starting to play. Okay, and so like they're getting lined up, and I'm like, okay, all right, well, we'll see how this goes. This, you know, so far it's N64, so it's kind of you know the polygonal look and stuff. It's, it hasn't aged especially well, but you know, I, I'm sure so long as the controls, and it's just a beautiful nightmare in motion. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, so that's why Dad I chose it. All right, fair Not enough. No Olympics, a kaleidoscope of horrors. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Glitch, uh, uh, well, actually, uh, uh, Glitch, yeah, you were the first one to play between you two, right? Yeah, we did the ski jump first, right? Was that yes, the first one? We did. So, uh, of the events, there's, did we go over the events at all? No, no we, we didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah, so let's, let's talk so about So we've got it. alpine skiing. Um, on the PS1, you have Super G, but on the N64, you didn't. Um, and it was the downhill or the slalom for the alpine skiing. You had snowboard, which is the giant slalom or half pipe, which is N64 only. Yeah. Um, you had speed skating at the 500 meter and 1500 meter. Short track, which apparently was uh, PS1 only at 500 meter and 1000 meter. Bobsled, luge, ski jumping. You had K90 and K120 for N64, and then large jumping for PS1 on that. And then you had freestyle skiing, aerials, and curling. I was a little disappointed that Jamaica was not a country. And oh, you could yeah. not. You yeah, couldn't, couldn't do the bobsled. You couldn't do the bobsled with Jamaica. You couldn't feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get up now, it's bobsled time. <laughs> yeah, you, you, just, you, you couldn't, just, do, you couldn't it. do it. No, yeah, it's, it's not an option. 
But uh, yeah, so the as soon we did as, ski jump. We first. did ski jump as soon as we started. It was just chaos. <laughs> the controls are not very descriptive. No, it's, <laughs> it, it says use the C stick to jump. Press A to land. Yeah, or no, it just says A landing. Okay, and that's or, it. I think that was it, right? Yeah, yeah. Or was or was there three? I think B did something. No, right? no, B didn't nope. do anything in the ski jump. No, and <laughs> and it was just and that's all it said. And you're like, so you got to hold so, down. So what? You got to hold back you hold, when you start off. So what happens yeah. if you don't? What happens if you just, you roll off the edge just, of the ski jump? You just, and you you just fall down yeah. the jump. It, there, because there's, there's like a gyro, like like there's like a leveler for your skier in the position he's supposed to be in, which it just tilts down, which then you have to hold back, which doesn't make any sense to me. But okay, so 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 we do that on the next jump. We hold back. What happens next? So <laughs> he he jumps off of the plane and just starts rotating, yeah, <laughs> rotating and falling. <laughs> and forward. we don't know how he's supposed to land correctly, <laughs> but he just hits the ground, tumbles, and that's we got. We don't. I don't think. Well, we did like seven or eight tries, and none of us landed at once. It, it was it was almost as if like there was somebody at like the top of the like the the you know ski jump the ramp, and like one of the commissioners was like, "Listen, one of our guys like died. What are we gonna do?" And like you know uh, like uh, uh, USA comes out and they're like, "Our our competitors don't ever quit." And they're like, "No, but he's dead. Like what are we gonna do?" And he's like, "You put him on those skis and you watch." <laughs> it's like a weekend at Bernie's and, and, it's like, and it's just this cadaver that just goes, yep. and just tumbles and just hits the ground. And just limp 70 meters <laughs> just thump. they got him good meters. and frozen first just so he could stand up. right exactly <laughs> it was ridiculous so, so what did we do wrong so let me tell you I, we're really we're really starting with a bang here because <laughs> of my hours i spent playing nagano winter winter olympics 1998 Probably 95% of the time was spent on the ski jump. This oh, was okay. my favorite really? game. Good. This was my event. And as a child, I think it was just about the only thing I could meddle in. <laughs> so you're right. You got So real quick, so uh, the next day, Ethan, uh, Deadite texts me. He's like, oh, man, I'm playing Nagano right now. I was like, yeah, good luck qualifying for anything. Yeah. And then uh, like a few minutes later, he sends me pictures of him uh, after the ski jump. Getting medals, just me- I'm just meddling. Bronze, 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 silver, bronze, bronze, silver. You know, just racking them all. Jeez, that's so frustrating. So I think we got like twentieth. So so here's how that twentieth with sixteen different, yeah. fifteen different competitors. Here's how that event works. So you guys did figure out. It doesn't tell you. You do have to hold back on the joystick to get all the way down to the ramp. Mm-hmm. When you get at the bottom, the very bottom, like right as your skis are starting to go off the edge, you slam the joystick forward to jump. From there, you use the joystick to actually control yourself in the air. So your character will start blinking red as you like start to pitch or roll forward. So you got to keep balancing yourself using the joystick. And then you have the, the landing meter on the left and right. When the landing meter hits green, that's when you have to hit A to do your landing. And then you get points based on your distance and how well you stick the landing. So ideally, you know, if you're doing the the 120K, I think the farthest I made it yesterday was I think I did a 139K jump. Like you overshot the distance by, you know, just timing it right and stabling myself in the air to not slow Mm -hmm. myself down and then sticking the landing. Yeah. And you didn't get first? So here's what happened. I, I... I may have got first as a child. I don't 100% recall. But what happened yesterday is I played this for a good... I probably played ski jumping for just an hour yesterday trying to get gold. So I could come here today and be like, I got a gold medal. I'm the man. What are you losers yeah. doing? <laughs> what do you guys do with your life? You know, go out and enjoy the world? Uh, I, play, I placed in cesium. <laughs> and, and so I, I had this, this one jump that I, I made it, you know... Like I said, maybe you know, 136 or so, land it, boom, hit me in first place. And I was like, oh man, I just have to have like another solid second second approach, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the gold. Uh that's I just completely biff it off the end. <laughs> oh no. Of, and I, I jumped too late and I was like, okay, well that well that stunk. Okay, let me try, you know, and then a few turns later, I go and I do this monster jump. I'm talking like hundred and forty one. Like I've like never jumped that far. The first time all day, I missed my landing. Oh. So 
that would have been it. And so I was like, okay, well, let me just try another one. And then my next one was that monster one I landed, like the 139 that I landed. I was like, man, if I could have done two of those in a row, I would have had gold. But I wasn't ever quite able to get two really good jumps in a row to get gold. But, you know, I did enough. To, I hit silver twice on ski jumping yesterday and then got a large handful of bronze that was just getting annoying. <laughs> That's better than these two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, again. Much better. Yeah. I, uh, I had my childhood passion. Like, the muscle memory came right back. It was like, it was like nothing left me. I was wow. better than I was when I was I don't was think a kid. I'd ever say that about an Olympic game. But so, this one is officially licensed by the aren't Winter they Olympics. All officially licensed? I mean, if they're an Olympic game, sure. Chop, some people would say this is the original esport. <laughs> some people would. Some some people some people would. Some For person sure. named Deadite would <laughs> yes. absolutely. I was the original esports star in my neighborhood. We ended God. up going through most of the events too. You forced me to. Yeah, I, was like, I, was I like, said no, no. no. This is the last one. Well, we only got one left. We got bobsledding, no. and then I was like, play them all. Yeah, got, I played them all. You got to play them all. I didn't want to. I so as Chops is being subjected to this and is utterly miserable, and I'm sitting there like doing the research. At one point, like you know, they both look over and they're like, Craig, you got to play this game. And I looked up looked at the screen they said i'd rather die yeah he did <laughs> so we played we did bobsled we did speed skating speed skating yep. we did <laughs> the skating half like pipe a, yeah that the made no sense skating the didn't make any ride. sense Cause, explain because you're much more passionate so about this you use than the I l&r button right and so as, as soon as you start off they really don't these descriptions that's There's my no biggest description they just don't issue the with this do. game i mean yeah it's a it was game. probably because we needed the the, the manual guy, the yeah manual. probably but it doesn't tell you what you need to do so it's just like l and r and that's it it's just like well l is left r is right and i'm like oh well i kind of knew that already yeah. but uh i like the idea of your coach who's like just like 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 off to the side and they're like okay all right all right you're representing america and you're like okay yeah yeah what do i do and they're like well get out there and do it what do, what do you mean get yeah, out there and do it? Well, there you go, go, buddy, and they slide you out on the ice. No, 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 no. they say this. All right, you push with your left foot. Then uh -huh. I want you to push with your right. Alternate. No, just no, just no alternate. <laughs> then I want you to push with your right. Okay, then what else? That's I want you it. to push with your left. That, do I want this you to push really with your right. Fast, as fast as you can. <laughs> that wasn't even it, because we're pushing the buttons, and it seems like it wants us to press it in the red, because when we hit it in the green, he's going really slow. So it felt opposite of everything else that I knew. Are we doing that right or no? You, so, yeah, your idea was right. This was the other event I successfully meddled in oh, yesterday. Okay. I got a silver yeah. in speed skating, which I don't know if I ever did as a child. I, You know, I'm 30. I think I can handle this game. <laughs> so, so I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I the trick is it's tough getting started because I think it can randomize either left or right, which one's the first one you're supposed to push. But you give a good first, first push, and then from there you're trying to maximize the power as it gets to the far right and far left left sides and you want to time it go right so why is left, there green in right. there I have no idea why green is good for landing in the ski jump yes. but it is <laughs> weak for power in speed skating that's why? what confused me as a child I always assume like I'm trying to hit it in the middle like real fast yeah. no you just want to get like a nice stride going all you have to do is get a good start and be ahead of the other person and then from there just yeah but it it's drained, all timing it drained my stamina that, that's if you were if you were hitting off tempo, it would drain your stamina. A lot. Your stamina will last you about enough to make it through the race. If your timing is good, you'll make it all the way to the end. Hmm. Well, we didn't. <laughs> I fin yeah, we didn't. finished, but we didn't play. The stamina was gone by the time we yeah. got to the final turn. Yeah. It was just this poor, broken, polygonal character yes. clawing his well, way towards well, the finish well, line. Well, uh, Glitch played as Italy, and it's like this weird, like, paintball-esque yeah. outfit. Yeah, the outfits it's were insane. We're at, we're, that was the style at the time. The, the, like, the, like, the, like, it, it just looked like a paint, paintball gun exploded on yeah. you. There was a lot of Olympic gear back then that looked like that. But our times would always oh. be terrible. And then at the yep. end, it would show the character put his head down in shame. Oh, yeah. In shame. <laughs> Because if, if you do good, you're, you get the fist pump while you're you're continuing your lap. Just yeah. And then we, the other ones we did was half pipe, and that one was confusing at first because we're like, we gotta pick these, pick these moves. Okay, doesn't tell you how to do them or what difficulty they are. They're just going up in number, and then we choose them, and then it's like, wait, do you control the player or that? Nope, he's on a rail. You just gotta hit the inputs at the right time, and it's like. 
<laughs> there's these rotating ones where like you go to rotate. It doesn't tell you if it's like a half turn, a quarter turn, a full turn. It's a full turn. And then when you go to oh, start, wow, there we go. We, fo- we found out. Yeah, but but didn't work all the time. Like I would think I would be doing a full turn, and then it wouldn't. So then I would focus on trying to make sure it's a full turn, and then I wouldn't have enough time to hit the other buttons. It's one it of the. So I weird. feel like that one particular you have to almost memorize what yeah. what each move is. Because there's, no there's no way you could do that in as quick a time as it, it prompts you. Right. And then the bobsled one was just awful. Yeah, we died on the same turn every time. Yes. The second to last turn. <laughs> the, the, so the tough thing about the bobsled is when you're going, if you get too high, yep. you you roll. It throws you off and, and you, you get disqualified. If you go too low... It will pitch you into the walls and start slowing you down. So there is really that fine. You have to try and just ride those bumps as the curves come around, but not sh- shoot yourself too. So high. do you mm-hmm. lean into the angle of the turn or the opposite? You you lean like you'd be turning. So that's the exact opposite of what you do in bobsled, <laughs> where you lean outside of the turn so that you can balance the the speed of the turn. Like in in the Olympics, I'm pretty sure they turn they lean opposite to what the turn is. I, I can't so, speak to that. I have no idea. Are you so telling me, Chops? It was not accurate. Are you telling me that this game, this video game version of the Olympics, yes. is not true to life? It is not true to life. This this Olympic video game with 16 out of 72 countries yes. is not is fully accurate. Not true to life. The 16 that matter were there. Let's move oh, on. Let's move. Wow. Okay. Oh, Shots fired wow. Azerbaijan. <laughs> man. <laughs> Every listener in Venezuela is just like dead dead to me. I will say there was the time of this game released, there was nothing higher than a 6 out of 10 on any game review websites. Magazine place nothing higher than sixty percent. That's very gracious. Actually. Yeah, that's actually I. That's pretty good. Like they were being pretty nice to you them. Really? They must have been drinking. Yeah, because <laughs> the average, the average. So the N sixty four version actually did better than the PlayStation version. Oh, it's superior in every way. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, it's got half pipe. Do you, got some, do you got some numbers there, Scott? Or do you got some numbers? No. So uh, GameStop, GameSpot. I'm sorry, gave it a three point five out of ten. <laughs> Ouch. IGN gave it a 4.2. It's better. And uh, and N64 Magazine gave it a 32 out of 100, (laughs) which says a lot because they're trying to promote their games. So I feel like that tells you exactly how bad. I wonder what was the lowest rated game. Of the N64? And the 64 Magazine, that one. Oh, I wonder, yeah. Yeah, I mean. I'd be curious to look up. They they, um, they had too much dignity to give this more than a thirty-two. So there's a couple speedrun categories for this deadite. Oh, let's hear about them. And there's fun. There's two that I want to highlight because I think it's funny. <laughs> there's the championship mode DQ mm-hmm. and championship mode not DQ. You know what DQ means? Dairy Queen disqualified. There's a speedrun category where it's how fast you can beat it and you can disqualify. And, we, <laughs> and then there's one where it's not. And me and Chops got it on Friday. Oh yeah, so. no. Um, so you complete all seven events in the championship mode mm-hmm. and you can disqualify yourself to do so in the DQ version. Mm-hmm. What do you think the speed or the time is for the first place speedrunner? Oh, this is this is on Deadite because he knows the games a lot uh, and that, that's, in and out. That's a lot winning or disqualification? Disqualification. And yeah, what are you thinking? I'm thinking you can get DQ'd in. The thing is, is like you can't get DQ'd in like speed skating. What else can't you get DQ'd in? Yeah. I'm gonna say it probably takes you 12 minutes to to get DQ'd and play through some of this. Craig. Uh, I mean, I'm just taking a shot in the dark. I'll, I'll, I'll go high. I'll, I'll say, you know, it's with like little cut scenes and stuff of you being disappointed. Uh, I'm going to say like 16 minutes. You know this, right? You look this one. It's probably like what, like two minutes and forty two seconds or something. Like uh, that? It, it, it is three minutes and twenty seconds. Okay. Wow! <laughs> you can disqualify yourself at speed skating. Oh, you can if you go before they shoot the gun. And oh. I, I did that while we were playing. I was like, All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to go quick, and I did it, and I faulted. And uh, this three record minutes. was made six months ago. On the non disqualification mode, what mm-hmm. do you think it is? And so, so this is no disqualifying allowed. Timer starts once you select your athlete. Time stops the moment your final ranking is shown on the screen. And you must come in first, second, or third at the end of the championship mode. 
Mm. I'm going to stick with my 12 minute because if you can get DQ'd in three. 16 minutes. I believe it's like seven minutes. Seven something. minutes, 47 seconds. Wow. And that's by the Silvermane uh, that was made eight months ago. The other one was X Pendulum who got the first place for that. Now, here's my question. What country did they choose for that speed run? I don't think it listed it. Trick question. It was Germany because they got number one in the most medals. <laughs> oh, of the all year. right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So, uh, this was, and I don't know if you mentioned this, it was developed and published by Konami. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't mention that. Which is kind of disappointing because as a kid, I don't know, for me personally, I was big into Contra. You yeah. are big into Contra. Uh, Konami was like the, if it's got Konami on it, it's a good game. Yeah. So you almost like look for the Konami label. <laughs> hey, Konami, I'm going to pick up yeah. this Nagano game. And then you get this game. And uh, I did do a little bit of research. Konami had only released one track and field game prior to that. Yeah. And it was, it was track, track and field, field in the, for the NES. NES. Yeah. yeah. Really? 1985. Wow, so, that's yeah. a big more ten years difference. Yeah, that's a pretty big uh, 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 gap. There's probably in the, a reason yeah, why years. they didn't do that. Now, probably? I can I can tell you guys that because of seeing the Konami logo at the start of this game, Konami was synonymous with me as a child with <laughs> Nagano <laughs> <laughs> as a sports game. Maker. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh man, those are the people that made uh, made Nagano Winter Olympics. Oh my hey, god! Hey, uh, did I? Uh, you know that company uh, Konami? Oh yeah, they do uh, Nagano Winter Olympics. Yeah, what about them? Uh, what about Contra? What about Contra? <laughs> <laughs> like, can can you do you have to button mash to land flippy tricks on skis in Contra? <laughs> Not interested. So there is an arcade version of this. <laughs> what? Huh? Oh, I didn't know that. And I did a little bit of uh, uh, research on that, and they actually have very descriptive descriptions for each event. So whereas we our biggest you know big complaint was the fact that it doesn't tell you what to do. Uh, in the arcade cabinets version, it tells you exactly what to do. Made by Konami as well? Made by Konami. And it has like little mm-hmm. animations while they're telling you what button to press and what and what it does. Oh my God, that would have been so much better. So I, kinda, <laughs> I was like, why did you just put this in the N64? And it came out before, yeah, before these console releases. So it, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I mean, what kind of memory are you taking up just to put a little bit more description into the events? So, I mean, part of the part of the... Uh, replayability of this game is the mystery. No, <laughs> you know, no. It's, it's the like, how do you play this? I don't know. You know, you rent it from your local video store. You get it home, and you have to spend a good hour and a half just figuring how to play one event. So, it, it, you could argue that Nagano Winter Olympics '98 is uh, not only a sports game but also a puzzle game. And indeed, indeed, you, it's, it'd be you'd be hard pressed to make an argument oh against the puzzle of figuring out how the game works. Jeez, oh, so or why gonna, it was made? We're gonna get in the music in a second, but I didn't know if anyone else had any final thoughts. I will say I got heated with myself yesterday when I got fourth place on Luge, uh, and then I had w- time wise what was maybe a gold medal run, and I bid it on that like last turn, and I was pretty heated about that yesterday. Ah. Uh, I will say that all of the skiing events are in no way fun. Um, I guess the one that's just the straight race down the hill isn't too bad. Oh, we did that too, the slaloms. Yeah. We did yeah. that. The slalom isn't fun. It's just the like whatever the like it, the, the one where you're weaving in and out between the stuff is terrible. Oh, I didn't mind it. Because uh, I, I, like, you get to where you're like edging to go so slow to get around the stuff. It's just, yeah. Not it just, funny. I thought it was too long. Yeah. yeah. I will say that I, I have a return I need to make. To a local video game. Oh, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Not even $3. Wow. That's harsh. Um, man. Trying to think of, oh, curling. We didn't even cover oh, curling at all. Curling was awful. <laughs> I was so Look, upset. Why can't you do bank shots and curling? It makes no sense. No, curling isn't about <laughs> bank shots. So it's not pool. So I will say, uh, of, all of, of all of the events uh, you can play on this game, mm-hmm. I played through all of them multiple times yesterday, just trying to get good times, just so I could come here today and be a, a conquering champion. Mm-hmm. I played like two throws of curling, and I was like, I hate this. Like, I am not <laughs> doing this. I remember why I never did it when I was a kid. It's not fun. The mechanics of it are terrible. The pacing is awful. And you, think, you like have limited time to aim. <laughs> I think that was probably what would maybe be the most in-depth mode in the entire game. Unplayable. <laughs> 
It was not. Fun. It's not the treasure that's key jumping. Is. No. Well, for, I don't know sure. if there is a treasure. Treasure? In this. Is treasure the word? Did you have any other final thoughts, Craig? Uh, no. I just, I, I just, I love the the mental image of your your guys is like skiers, and like just going down the ramp and then just turning into like a crash test dummy as they fly through the air, their limbs flailing yep. around. It, it's just such a, a just such a beautiful, beautiful image. Glitch. No, that's all right. Let's just get into some music. So, so we, the music yes. was composed by Akira Yamaoka. Uh, now he worked on some other games for Konami. Now, this is one of the more interesting things I found uh, about Nagano Winter Olympics '98. So, the music uh, uh, that he worked on, he worked on the Silent Hill series. Mm. He worked on Sparksder for both SNES and Genesis. Uh, and he also did Contra Hardcore for Genesis, and he did the music for Smart Ball on SNES, uh, which uh, is kind of an early Super Nintendo game. It's kind of a weird little platformer, but the kind of the interesting thing about that is I'm pretty sure uh, Game Freak, the guys who eventually went on to do Pokemon, did Smart Ball. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Uh, so, the, so this guy's music is uh, 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 pretty. I mean, it's in a lot of different series, a lot of different styles. And I, I gotta say, while they were like just like bemoaning this game they were stuck playing uh, the other night, I was sitting there jamming because the music's solid. That is a redeeming quality of the game. Mm-hmm. The it's music a, is very good. It's a real treat. <laughs> I mean, it honestly is. It, I, I was supr- it, The music has no business being this good. <laughs> so. We're going to play uh, the track of the Olympic mode music, which is Craig's uh, favorite track. And Deadite's favorite track. A- and oh, Deadite's. It was in my head all day yesterday. I was just completely vibing on it. <laughs> all right, here we go. almost reminds me of, and, and you guys might not be familiar with the name, but I think you'll be familiar with his most popular piece. It reminds me of the work of Bob James. He's a jazz artist who's most n- renowned for the theme to Taxi. Mm, I was, yeah. So it, I was going to say that this almost reminds me of some type of 80s, 90s television show. I could just see the like sitcom, the family. Yeah. yeah, the sitcom where the family's getting together at the dinner table and then they're, you know, the kids are fighting in the room and the dad's like, well, you kids, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it it, remi- it has that like really mild kind of uh, 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 jazziness to it, and uh, I I really dig it. Uh, what else do we got for us uh, uh, here, Chops? We've got the ranking track, uh, basically when you place right. So you're saying something that you guys never got. Yeah, Only know. Deadite knows this. <laughs> Only I know about Only. winning medals. All right, fine here. <laughs> Is that your theme to life tonight? No, no, definitely just the Olympic theme. The <laughs> that's your theme to life. Uh, that that's gonna be my new ringtone. <laughs> we have one last track that the glitch wanted to bring up. Oh yeah, so uh, I, I didn't realize that there's different beginnings because when we we were playing, I don't think we were really paying attention to the intro. No. Uh, so when I was going back to do research, I pulled up the intro and I'm like, what is this crazy? 
saxophone song that's playing. I brought it up, and they're like, no, uh, that's not from the N64 version. It's from the PlayStation version. So uh, you want to... Composed by the same guy, though. Yeah. Yeah, let's give it a listen. It's real short. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, I actually uh, did a little bit of extra research, and uh, Akira Yamaoka uh, went on record as saying that he, coincidentally, uh, had dropped his saxophone. The vacuum cleaner got a hold of it. He tried, oh, to pry, wow. he tried to pry it out of it, and that's how he came up with this track. Wow. No that wonder. Makes, makes a lot of sense. No wonder. I don't think a physically a saxophone can go that low. <laughs> an out, one saxophone can go that low. That's why there's like four different ones. <laughs> and, and Chops, you're speaking as the experience of a former jazz saxophone player. Correct. I can play <laughs> two of the four saxophones, and I'm pretty sure... Not one can get those tones going. Well, really, what you needed was a vacuum cleaner. Apparently, I just didn't have enough uh, oxygen strength and or kick, uh, lunch strength. And kicks that vacuum cleaner that's sucking up the saxophone down the stairs at the same time. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's... Nagano Olympics 98. Make sure to Winter play Olympics. it for the music. Yeah, just... just uh, yeah, play it. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, all right, or just listen to the music online, whatever. Or just don't make friends with people who uh, love that game <laughs> and I, make I, dumb bets with them. Don't, don't make crazy, crazy wagers about blindfolded whoa, players. Whoa, 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 I had a... All right, I didn't have a chance. No. Uh, however, um, the the music was pretty good, though, right? <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I have a place in my heart for this game, and I didn't come here today to... Uh, get any sort of vindication by <laughs> knowing that, like, you guys were like, you know what, Dead Eye? It was pretty fun. No, I knew that's not how this was going to go. I knew this conversation was going to be like, we couldn't figure out how to play this mess. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm glad that I was able to make all of you suffer. And yes, thank you. Also, while reliving my childhood and having a great time getting medals. Well, we're going to continue to talk about things that you love right now uh, when we go to our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So what do you have for us? Now, this is a game that I sort of stumbled into by accident. It was uh, when I, I lived in a small town up north where mm-hmm. Chops one time gained an education. Indeed. <laughs> and three years. In, in, in central Michigan, perhaps the town that uh, Central Michigan University is located yeah, in. Yeah, in the Mount of Pleasant. And there was, a, there was a video game and movie resale shop that was in town. Yeah. And you'd go and they would, they would always have a rack of clearance items. Yes. Sometimes I would buy wrestling DVDs that I know no other human being would ever own. Sometimes I would go over and buy really bad sports games off the $2 rack. And this game was on the $1.99 or $2 clearance rack. I was like, NARC? What is NARC? Is there, a, is there a subtitle to this game? Uh, no one had the guts until now. <laughs> uh, it's on the NES, and it's uh, made by Acclaim. And I was like, oh, no, let me just, it's two bucks, whatever. If I play it once for ten minutes, I got my money's worth out of it. Yeah, yeah. And I got it home, and this game is awesome. <laughs> and so because I had you guys play Nagano Olympics, and we sort of had the discussion like, okay, do I make them continue to suffer into the retro re- relapse, or do I bring an obscure game that I actually think has some merit and is fun? And uh, that's the route I decided to go down, and that's why we're, uh, we're here to talk about, and we played some NARC. NARC, a 1988 run-and-gun arcade game designed by Eugene Jarvis for Williams Electronics and programmed by George Petro. Jarvis. It was one of the first ultra-violent video games uh, and frequent target of parental criticism in the arcade game industry. Oh, really? Wow. And yes. that was one of the things I told Chow. I was like, listen, man, we're doing NARC for the relapse. 
it's really violent for an NES game. He's like, oh, really? I was like, yes. It yeah. is honestly, uh, uh, it's almost horrifying how violent <laughs> the, this game is. The plot is to arrest and kill drug offenders, confiscate their money and drugs, and defeat a guy by the name of Mr. Big. Ooh, Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Like the villain from Live and Let Die, the James Bond movie? Maybe. Or the um, record label guy from Wayne's World? There you go. It, it says that uh, Mr. Big is the head of an underground drug trafficking and terrorist organization. Sounds more like the um, Bond movie. In, in, uh, let's see. The main characters are Max Force and Hitman, who, who received a memo from Spencer Williams, narcotics opposition chairman in Washington, D.C., dispatching them on Project NARC. Is so Hitz, NARC must stand for something, but I don't know what. Is Hit's last name M-A-N-N? No, it's Hitman. Oh, so it's just M-A-N. Just M-A-N. Yeah, from oh, the Mega Man okay. series. Oh! You know, Hitman. He's a robot master. Yeah, NARC, NARC is, it, it's, it, it's about narcotics. Like, it, there is an abbreviation, I believe, for NARC that's like an official term. Um, but obviously, like, that's the you know you call someone a narc who's like that old guy in the high school looking for drugs because <laughs> right. he's clearly a narcotics officer. But I think you know NARC does have an abbreviation for something. So it's a run and gun side scrolling game. You can go left or right kind of freely. There's mm-hmm. no really any walls you have to finish. It's on to, like kind of progress. a 3D plane. Like you can like you're not like it's not a uh, uh, like a beat 'em up. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like a beat 'em up style, but with. Shooting guns. You start with you start with machine guns and rocket launcher bullets. When you hit a guy with a rocket launcher bullet, they explode into pieces. Oh, it is chunky pieces, super over the top, and and the controls are really kind of a little wonky. So like if you hit B. You're going to jump if you just tap it. But if you hold it, you crouch. Yep. And A is the sort of the same. If you hold A, you fire your machine gun. But if you tap it, you launch your rocket. Yep. So when me, uh, uh, Glitch and Chops and and Deadite were playing, uh, uh, I think it was what me and Glitch first. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and it was crazy because there's rockets flying everywhere because we don't <laughs> know how to control the game. So like you got to imagine these like you know these drug dealers are like and there's a ton in this town, which is just horrifying that there's it's this clearly many. Detroit. It's clearly Detroit. <laughs> Late 1980s Detroit. That sounds about right. So all these drug dealers are just hanging out, and and why they're all hanging out, I'm not sure, because you'd think they would want to go in separate areas to kind of cover ground, but whatever. It's all part of one organization, Craig. Fair enough. They work for Mr. Big. Fair enough, fair enough. So they're all hanging out, and they just turn around, and these two dudes are just like, ah, rockets are flying everywhere. Oh, they, they jump out of their car in the oh, yeah, introduction. So, so, yeah. so let, me set, let me set the scene. The car's driving up. Speedy street. It's a convertible hot rod. It's a convertible hot rod. <laughs> you got your hitman and Max Force in the car, and then they're going to bust some drug dealers. And what do they do? Jump. And then just lay waste, <laughs> murdering everyone. Uh. As as the the idea that, oh, the cops are here. Well, we just got to swarm them now. They're like drug dealers coming out of storefronts, back alleys. For the record, if <laughs> all sorts of weird, and they're all wearing brown trench coats. <laughs> if I was a drug dealer, like Friar Tuck, <laughs> <laughs> or Bleeding Gums Murphy. <laughs> so if I was a drug dealer and I was hanging out on Woodward Avenue and I walked out of the Coney shop and I was just like, I need to go sell some drugs, and I turned and saw two cops with rocket launchers and machine guns mowing everyone down. My first thought would not be to jump them. It would just be like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go to a different area to sell. Yeah, I need to get some better made chips and some burners. I, I, li- I like to think of this neighborhood as when the cops aren't around, you're walking out. I'm going to go sell some drugs. Oh, there's another drug dealer. Oh, there's another drug dealer. Oh, there's another drug dealer. Like, are you selling drugs to drug dealers? Or are you getting people hooked it's, on them? It's honestly a pyramid scheme. What they <laughs> what they do is they, they get the drugs to the people, and they're like, well, listen, if you want more drugs, you're going to have to sell these drugs. And, and so, get other people to sell for so you. it's a city of drug dealers trying to find more people for their pyramid scheme, and Narc has had enough. Oh, this pyramid scheme is going down. And like you're in like I want to say it's riot gear, but it looks like martial arts gear you'd buy at like a, a like a store. It, it's like the blue and red pat- padded stuff. Wait, it looks so like the, it looks like your motorcycle gear from Mock Rider. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, another, but you have a, like a, a billy club and a machine gun. Another feature in this game is uh, you can arrest the, the drug yeah, dealers, you, too. Yeah, you walk up to them, they throw their arms up, 
And then you just press A and they get arrested. But then they fly off up to the screen. And they give you ammo. And they give you ammo. Because, yeah. you know, every drug dealer is packing. Why wouldn't they uh, be? Well, I mean, like, I, I would be. This is a great track, Chops. Uh, this is, what, track. Uh, this is uh, levels one, five, eight, and nine. Would you like to hear another track? You know what? Yeah, this is uh, this isn't bad. Let's let's hear what else Here, this game has to offer. Let's hear levels two and seven. Yep. It, it's, oh, it's the, it's Chops, the same. Uh, yeah, play the next song. Yeah, we said play oh, the next song. Sorry, Chops. this is two and seven. Yeah, you, this is oh. this is two and seven. Oh. oh, you did. Well, what what other level tracks do we have? Yeah, like oh, six oh, and nine. Got, or anything no, like three and six. Three and six. Chops. Oh, this is different. This is a you got to click on the on the play button <laughs> to play the next song. I did, I did, but it's the it's the, it's the same. It's the same it's song. It's fine, fine. I'll, I'll play the boss theme. That that's it's not a level. It's a boss music. I'll play that for you. All right. Okay, there, that, there this we is go. different. There we go. This is yeah. This yeah. is this is it's, quite it's, different. It's quite different. So it, wait. Yeah, it's it's like a phone ring. It's oh. not different. It's not different. It's not different. Okay, I'm not doing this on purpose. I'm not doing this on purpose. Some sort of ruse. Okay, here's the here's the last boss music in level four. They're the same. Has to be different. Wait, it, level four? Yeah, level four. Sounds similar to the boss theme. Uh, kinda. It's kinda kinda similar. Sounds suspiciously similar to the I, boss I, theme. I don't know about that. Okay, it's very similar. <laughs> it's the same song. <laughs> The soundtrack's very deep. It's like listening to Disturbed over here, man. <laughs> it's like the same song for forty minutes. Oh, oh man, I, I gotta say the 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 nar like the narc, you know, taking down drug dealers and stuff in like because uh, this game came out in like the, the late eighties, right? Mm -hmm. Eighty eight, I think. Eighty eight. So in that era, like late eighties into the early nineties, there was a big push for like things like Dare and. Uh, what I have the fondest mad memories mothers of mothers against drunk driving. Yeah, there's mad, of course. But uh, but the the thing that I had the most fond memories of is, do you remember the line of GI Joe action figures, where they took on drug dealers? No. It was awesome. They looked really, really cool. There was a, a particular enemy called the Headhunter, and he's this like, like dude with like leather, like a leather jacket, like a uh, like a spiked shoulder pad, and uh, he had like a like a almost like a like a robotic looking style helmet. They looked really cool, and so I I don't know if that program worked on me because I was just like, man, the drug dealers look so much cooler <laughs> than the GI Joes. <laughs> Well, we gotta rate this game. Wait, wait, we we missed something oh. really important. What when we when we shoot the rocket launchers, the guys explode. That's super violent. But also when you just shoot them with a regular bullet and they like fall backwards, to me it's like really realistically violent. That always was a little unsettling for me. But Chop oh, yeah. said I made it to the second level, and the the new enemy they introduce throws oh, yeah. giant syringes at you. <laughs> oh my god, they're like right. the size and of they, they're like heat seeking. They like find you on the map and stick into your leg, and it's like, oh my god! Because the boss, the this gang leader, they show like a clip of him, and his like mugshot is him like smiling with glasses on and like a gross smile with a syringe in his hand. You know, most drug dealers aren't gonna actually give out drugs for free to get people hooked. That's sort of like a, a myth because drugs are expensive, you know. But when it's a pyramid scheme, <laughs> free samples a, all the time. Oh, absolutely! Here's they need more people. Here's someone. a free sample catch. <laughs> That's all they're doing is handing out free samples. So there is a speedrun categories for this. There's an any percent first player that's uh, could be in nine minutes and twenty eight seconds, and then the any percent two player is completed in nine minutes and fifty six seconds. Oh, okay. So not much difference there. Around, so a little under 10 minutes to beat the game if you're rushing through and know what you're doing? Yeah. That sounds about right. It looked pretty free form. Like, you didn't really have to stop and fight people. You could right. just sort of keep moving and, you know, gather the keys or whatever to get to the next level. So what are we rating this? So then I, uh, you're the guest. Scale. What, uh, what do you got? 8-bit scale. If we're just factoring, like, the fun of this game over the quality of this game, I'm... I'm gonna call it a five because, okay. like, like, like it's fun, but it was also pretty hard. Like, we yeah. had a hard time making it into the second level, uh, so and we had enough fun with it. Where I call it a five, and considering I paid two dollars for it, definitely Wor it was worth, worth it. Worth I can, it. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I would probably give this a five out of eight as well. Honestly, it, it was 
fun to play, though the controls are a little clunky. The dog enemies are really frustrating because, like, you, you have to kind of crouch down to hit them and stuff. It's also sad that you have to fight dogs. But at least when you shoot the dogs, they turn into puppies and run away, <laughs> opposed to just falling over dead like the drug dealer, like oh, the human. That's so true. It would be really, really depressing if the dogs had to die. Oh, man. Just like Wolfenstein. You were killing dogs in Wolfenstein. Oh. But those were Nazi dogs. Totally different. Oh, totally yeah. Different. Totally different. Absolutely different. <laughs> so I'm, I'm probably a five as well. I... So you can jump in this game, but I feel like there was no use to the jump. Yeah, I'm not really like, sure. I don't why. know if maybe uh, I don't know in later levels are there platforms you can jump onto or I've made it to level two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe maybe jumping gets you over to the syringes. We'll get the game genie out sometime <laughs> oh, and see maybe, what the late levels maybe. are. Maybe. Like. I'm giving it a five as well. I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. Uh, it's just yeah, the controls. There was a, a large learning curve to it. So uh, uh, other than that, though, I thought it was a pretty solid game. So thank you for bringing that, did I? Absolutely. And uh, I say let's go ahead and uh, hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom all right, so let's go ahead and, uh, uh, Deadite, it's been a long time since you've been on The Legend of Retro. Lately, we've had our music brackets, of course, so we're going to go ahead and listen to our opening music brackets and uh, uh, hear the, how they are and touch base about them. The last time I snuck into an episode of this show, the moon was featured, and I remember there was a heated argument between Chops and I because Chops didn't like the moon theme from DuckTales. Oh, that reminds me. Chops, you're an idiot and I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to take the opportunity to stir the pot while I was here. No problem. I still don't like the moon. Oh, Just setting the record straight. Hate you. So this week we have two classics. Uh, we have Chrono Cross going up against Dat Buck Bumble. Yeah. So uh, uh, this is. I feel like this is going to be the uh, like the battle to determine like where people's mindset is with this tournament. Are they legitimately going for great music, or are they going for just utter ridiculousness? <laughs> yes, right. Because right. The, this is like one of the greatest opening themes. It's hailed as one of the greatest opening themes of like all time in video game history. The song is great. You mean Buck Bumble? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. I was confused. <laughs> so, it, but but. Buck Bumbo uh, is, it's just so over the top. Like, you can't hate it. It's just so ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, Chrono Cross uh, uh, Chops, the, who composed that? That was Yasunori Mitsu- Mitsuda. Mitsuda. Yeah, Mitsuda does awesome work. And uh, I say, let's just go ahead and uh, jump in and give it a listen.
pretty cool. Wow, that was pretty powerful. I, <laughs> right? I was not liking it in the beginning. So and my first thought was, Craig, what is this? I'm in an acupuncture studio. Like, am I about to get a <laughs> massage? Like, what is going on here? And all of a sudden, this flute comes in. I was like, oh, there's a, there's a dire situation here. I think I, <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, I, I feel like someone needs saving. It went from, like, this is an awful song to... Oh, I need to figure out what's going on. To then all of a sudden, I'm the hero. I will say, I will kill everything and save the day. I will travel time. That was an awesome song, right? I'm yeah. not easily won over on songs. I, I'm an opinionated person when it comes to music. I really like that. It went places I did not expect. I, Time Scar, the opening to Chrono Cross. Yeah, it's a great, great track. That made me feel things. <laughs> the music to Chrono Cross, like even though Chrono Cross in general, I feel like it's like sort of the the unloved brother of Chrono Trigger. It's like not quite as good. They kind of took it in a weird place, but the music is solid. Uh, now let's hear what it's going against. Uh, who composed the music to Buck Bumble? So Buck Bumble was composed by Justin Sharvona and consists entirely of UK garage and house music. This song, <laughs> we when we did the retro relapse uh, quite a while ago for this song, uh, this is the the like the part of the the retro, that retro relapse that like sort of like shined through is this opening song, which is. Words can't describe it. Chops, just go ahead and play it. What about now? It's time to rock with the bigger debug. Bumble. What about now? It's time to rock with the bigger debug. It's at the Buck Bumble, in it. Bum to the bum to the boom to the bass to the bum to the bum to the boom to the bass. That was a bum 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 beautiful song I heard. That snippet of what the 1990s presented when it came to music is why a young deadite was pushed to listen to death metal. It was like listening to things like that on like the radio and in video games was like. Maybe music other people like isn't for me. Let me save me. Yeah. Why don't I go listen to Motorhead? Oh, cool, Dead Are you saying you ain't liking the Puck Bumble? <laughs> Let's go listen to Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> Cannibal Corpse ain't over there, Puck Now, with that metal Buck Bumble, now that I can certainly that, get behind. That would be cool. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the song is just. I mean, it's just so out there, and it's and it's Buck Bumble is like a, a shooter game on the Nintendo sixty four, and and you're like a robotic cyborg bee. Yeah. It's just so oh, out the, there. The controls are like terrible. All oh, the controls are not that good now, uh, but man, that that song. <laughs> that you, you are one hundred percent right. Of this, this <laughs> matchup will be a barometer of exactly where the the feelings of right? the legend retro fans are towards. What type of song they want to win this tournament? Because one is a an artistic masterpiece, <laughs> the other one it's is kitschy nonsense from the nineties. It's something that I would have made in the nineties on my computer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so make sure you go to Facebook, look at the Legend of Retro Facebook page to vote on this song or the other song. Whichever one you want, our, our fate is decided by you. <laughs> that is very true. The, the, the vote is in your hands, and uh, uh, Deadite, 
you know, you don't come to the show very often, but you're a part of another show on the GameZilla Media Network. Tell us about your show. I am a member of the GameZilla podcast. So if you're a gaming fan and, you know, you're here listening because you love retro games. Well, if you want to listen to some people talk about what's happening every single week in the news and gaming and talking about current games, uh, things like Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox and a little bit of what's happening in maybe esports, then you need to listen to the GameZilla podcast. It's available all the same places the Legend of Retro is, like Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, and of course, GameZillaMedia.com. And if I want the newest episode, when when am I looking for GameZilla? Well, new episodes release Tuesday mornings. Awesome. Uh, so GameZilla Media Network, we have a ton of other shows. Movie Blast with Bob and Bax. We have Noiseland Arcade, Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, tons of shows. Uh, but uh, it was great to have you on the uh, show here, Dead. I, uh, I, I, I concede to you in the fact that I, um, um, I'm a, a vain jerk and an idiot, and I apologize for saying I could beat you blindfolded. It wasn't that lofty to think you could beat me at a video game blindfolded. <laughs> I am notoriously void of talent when it comes to video games here in our group of podcasters and gamers. But I look forward to you uh, falling into your uh, ways again and making another wager because I have plenty more bad games <laughs> to subject you to. It's been a pleasure. This has been a ton of fun to talk about. And we'll see you all next time when, when the, the legend continues. That's Buck Bumbo, ain't it? <laughs> cool, blimey. <laughs> what about now? It's time to rock with the big and the buck Bumbo. What about now? It's time to rock with the big and the buck Bumbo. Bumbo. Bump to the bump to the bump bump bass. Bump to the bump to the bump Bump to the bump to the bump bump bass. Bump to the bump to the bump Bump to the bump to the bump bump bass. Bump to the bump to the bump Bump to the bump to the bump bump bass. Bump to the bump to the bump Bump to the boom to the boom to the boom boom. Bump to the bass and bass and bass. Bump to the boom to the boom to the boom boom. Bump to the bass and bass and bass. Bump to the boom to the bump to the face. Bump to the boom to the bump to the face.